so much for tuning in to another episode of the Bliss Tonic Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, here to offer you these weekly episodes where we discuss what makes us human, how can we have a more pleasant human experience, and grow along the way. Let's dive into this week's episode. All right, everyone, today I wanted to talk to you about the challenges that I faced in recording this episode and the things that I did to distract myself from sitting down and just recording this episode and literally everything I could think of from like running errands. Oh, should I cut my bangs? Is that just like the every person with bangs? Is that like the go-to like distraction procrastination technique? I think I need to cut my hair right now because that could take a while to get it just right and then whoops, you've gone too short. Anyways, the ways that we distract ourselves from doing the things that we need to do and what that does to your psyche and how do we turn that around. So specifically for procrastination, when we are putting something off that needs to get done, that we want to do, but we have another desire underneath that to not get that done for whatever reason. There could be any number of reasons. Maybe it's just not wanting to sit down and be still with yourself. Maybe it is the um, fear of failing or not doing a good job of whatever it is that you are seeking to accomplish and so you don't start to begin with. Maybe you aren't feeling connected or tapped in. And for me, I was feeling like, oh, you know, what is it? What is this episode going to be about? I had some inspiration earlier in the week. And if you asked me what it was I was going to talk about, I didn't write it down. And so I completely forgot about what I was feeling inspired by. And so sitting down to record this, it's already Wednesday. It's supposed to be out today, but guess who made up that role? Me. So I can can do what I want. It is my my podcast and I want to be as consistent as I can. So I'm getting it done today. Sometimes I do get it on Thursdays. And then next week I will actually be doing a second episode, two episodes, a solo and an interview. So I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we procrastinate, whether it's the fear of failure, the the desire to not be alone with yourself, because when we are absorbed in task, when our mind is focused in a task, we are with ourselves in a really big way and a really important way. And I think this is something says something about the state of your mind is how much you distract yourself and procrastinate shows you a lot about what is going on in the mind. 
And so that's only one part of what I wanted to talk about today is how do we call it procrastination? How do we call it back to like the source? How do we let procrastination lead us where it actually wants to lead us, which is, hey, do you feel good not getting this done? No. Does it feel good to distract yourself? Mm, You know, when you really dig deep, probably not because of that underlying desire to achieve, accomplish whatever it is that you need to do. And so how do we call it back? And I think it goes back to an understanding of the true power of the mind. The mind is so much more powerful than we can even understand truthfully. And I I know I say this a lot, but the mind is the access point where we can connect to our spirit. Right now, our consciousness, sometimes I think, you know, in new age terminology, we talk about it in terms of higher self. Really, we are an integrated being. We are not separate, a lower self and a higher self. We have layers to, we do have layers. And in yoga, there are koshas, different layers to ourself, like the body, physical body, energy body. We have at the very core of all of it, our bliss body, which in and of itself is a distraction. If we're constantly seeking bliss, it is also a distraction from our pure self. We also have a lower mind and a higher mind. And so this is where we have this idea of like being separate, but really these are, they're koshas, they are layers that block us from the direct experience of who we actually are, which is pure energy, which is our spirit. And because of this, because we have this human experience and we are in a human mind, the mind is the access point from which we can perceive our true self, our higher self, whatever you want to call it, who we actually are. And really who we actually are is in tune with love because who we actually are fully understands that we are all connected. We are all drops of the same ocean. We have our different personalities, a different flavor, and yet we are all part of the same ocean. And when we peel back these layers, that higher mind, lower mind, body, energy body, bliss body, when we peel back these layers, even just a little bit, it opens our mind to deeper understandings. And maybe you can understand this if you have had an experience where you felt opened up or raw or a deep experience of love and connection and notice what that felt like. What was that like? How did it change your life? How long did it last after the event? How long did you feel that connected? And it's funny, I can think back to several times in my life where I had those experiences of complete expansion. And I am, I feel like getting better at integrating because that integration is 
a very important part of those experiences is integrating that wisdom and knowledge and new operate, way of operating into the rest of your life. In the past, though, for sure, I've had almost a uh, depression, like when you're on vacation and everything is perfect and you feel like everything is flowing great and you come back and you have to get back into the grind of daily life. And so I've definitely had that like post-expansion contraction of, well, this is not that. When really, you are that. I am that. It's so hum. I am that. And so the sometimes that contraction can take away from the learning and the experience of those expansive opportunities that we get. So integration is super important. When we have those moments, I think that they open us up in such a way that, you know, we have to act differently. We have to change the way that we are living our lives because of it. So that is not new. That was always there. It's just our mind opens up. And so think about all of the opportunities that we have in daily life for our mind to open up to that same understanding, that same layer. So when we peel back a layer and get to see some of our own brightness and light, we are actually seeing clearer. We are able to have a clear enough mind, a focused enough mind. And typically those moments are when we are totally present. Which is why mindfulness and meditation are so huge. It's because we access the spirit through the mind. And when our mind is clear we can see glimpses of who we actually are more clearly. And then when we integrate that wisdom, we become a more clear human being, probably more loving, more accepting along the way. This is part of the human journey. So yes, there's a lot to work through when things come up that you realize are separation. And that's the, the biggest reason that I do this judgment work is that I am, you know, the reason I'm like obsessed with judgment and questioning the judgments that I, that I notice in my mind is because they separate and we trick ourselves into thinking that they feel good. We trick ourselves with the concept of right and wrong, of I'm in the right, they're in the wrong. That's judgment and it separates us and it keeps us in those loops of connection that create more and more karma for us to deal with, for us to cope with. So this is the importance of mindfulness and meditation, clear mind, clear mind to perceive reality in a more loving way. And that is in my mind, in my understanding, that is truth. That's truth. When we have a clear mind and we understand reality in a more loving way. 
we're getting closer to truth. And I'm not saying like, I have the truth, I am right, like that's, that would be a misinterpretation of what I'm saying. I feel like the more you are on this path, and you can truly say like, if you know, I don't know, I have conversations in my own mind so often as somebody asks, you know, like, well, oh, what do you know? And I feel like the correct answer is, well, I know that I don't know very much. <laughs> and I trick myself a lot in different stages of my evolution where it's like, oh, now I know. Now I understand. Now I know. And I'm always proven wrong later in life. And so I feel like, you know, starting to adopt that attitude of I know that I don't know. And especially when it comes to other people. And that's part of the work of judgment is you do not know. And that was really shown to me uh, this weekend. I had an instance where, you know, I maybe felt like some tension from uh, some relationship and, I had this whole story because they they talked to me in a way that like maybe I needed to be talked to um, and corrected and that's fine. But in my mind, when you are corrected, you are wrong and it's hard to be in the wrong, right? It challenges your ego (laughs) and so your mind really starts to create stories that make it easier for you like about that person maybe they're oh that person they're just a negative person or maybe they're this or that whatever but you don't know if that's true and then this person opened up to me and you know it turns out they actually have something pretty major going on that is you know a sad experience for them and it brought opened up those lines of connection again and I truly felt like okay moving on from difficult conversations is part of integration is if you can have a difficult conversation that doesn't end in a negative way doesn't end in a you know it's a it's a healthy difficult conversation but if it if you are still leaving with that resentment then you are the one withholding that love from your own self and so I really had a a great experience of just being reminded of of people are just people and we're all going through our own stories and our own experiences and we come off to certain people in a certain way and it says something about us and about them you know I think there is this big movement about You know, it's always if you how you feel about me says more about you than it does about me. I think that is true. And I also think that how we come off to people that in a way is also true. Maybe not always, right? But I feel like in a lot of ways people pick up on the energy that we put out and we put out a lot more than we think we create with our minds you know I sometimes feel like 
well, and I know a lot of people who've had these experiences of, you know, thinking negative thoughts about somebody and it's like they know. They can read your mind almost, but really it's you are creating with your mind. You create with your thoughts and this is really what I wanted to talk about today is the power of your freaking mind and if you knew how powerful you were, you are, if you actually knew how powerful you are, I think we would be a lot more loving towards ourselves and others. I think we would hold ourselves accountable a lot more. And I'm telling you, this is for me right now because I am in procrastination central. I'm at the station and I am shopping around at the train station of procrastination land looking, shopping for nothing, buying everything. Not really, but <laughs> that's how it feels where I'm like, wow, I'm getting I'm getting nowhere. But I know that that's not true. But I can always tell what's going on in my mind and what I'm creating by how much I am distracted and how much I am procrastinating. And I, my phone was broken last week. I talked about it in the podcast and it was so nice. Like it was frustrating for some things, obviously, when you're like trying to meet up with somebody and then it's like, ah, my phone will not connect. And I sent so many mumbo jumbo messages, but it was nice because I had zero, I like couldn't distract myself with my phone. And then since I got it fixed, I'm like, okay, let me check into things. And then you get in the endless loop of checking social media, checking the email, messaging people, calling people. And it's so easy to get stuck. And there is a difference. So I, I'm i not going to say I was productive when my phone was broken either. I feel like summers are kind of like my time off in a way. No, I don't, I obviously I'm still working, but as far as putting new things out there, I wait for the moment. I wait for my my creative inspiration and then I go forward with so much more ease than when I try to create something that isn't an inspired authentic action. It doesn't work out for me. I put a lot of time into it and then I don't always get a result back that is the one I intended. So when I'm feeling really distracted, it's one thing. When I am not getting anything done and feeling really present, completely different experience. Do you know what I'm saying? When you are totally present with your loved ones, you decide, okay, you know what? I'm not going to get any work done today. Or I'm going to get this one thing done today and then spend time with my family or really connect via phone call with a friend or meet them in person or go for a bike ride or pet my dog and just be doing that versus, you know, sitting upstairs hiding from the children on social media or Netflix or whatever. I know nothing about that. I'm just using that as a random example. Just kidding. (laughs) So I feel like, you know, it's a huge difference and the difference is in the presence. And so as I was prepping for this week's episode, I was like, I'm going to cut my bangs. I got to check social media. Oh, I should create choreography for my poll class tonight. Like, you know, and I do have to do those things sometime. Um, But this is the priority. And it's so funny how we distract ourselves from my priorities. Why? 
it's because the mind needs to be purified when we have so much and and it's so funny because social media and our phones in general it is a way <clears throat> that we zone out right and in in a way it has a meditative quality to it where we can just zone out we zone out and we are almost nowhere and yet we are putting so much in the mind we are creating so many more ripples and activities in the mind we see something it is registered and in my opinion anything that we see or sense taken it needs to be processed digested in the body and either integrated or eliminated and so when we are on our phone like that we are distracting ourselves from what we want to do yes but we are making it harder to pull away from ourselves and to pull away from distraction because of how much activity we are creating in the mind so not only are we distracting ourselves we are taking in and consuming so much information that we are then not processing because instead of processing and integrating through presence through one pointed mind and action we do not get what we done what we need to get done and you know what getting done what we need to get done is it is one pointed mind in action you're only doing the thing that you need to be doing and i did a workshop several years ago actually i want to say maybe 2016 called, called driti which is steadfastness which is in the hatha yoga pratipika instead of five yamas and niyamas from the uh, yoga sutras ashtanga yoga there's eight limbs of yoga and there's the first two are the ethics of yoga essentially and in the hatha yoga pratipika written much later there is actually 10 yamas and niyamas and one of them is steadfastness and in my research of steadfastness driti it essentially uncovered that the idea that we can carry through everything we know about the mind in yoga and how the whole goal of yoga is one pointed focus one pointed focus trains the mind purifies the mind and when we put one pointed focus in action we have driti. We have steadfastness. We're able to follow through on one task with a one-pointed mind. And so it's completing the task, not leaving a task half finished, not multitasking. It means you're doing the one task with your whole mind, whole mind, one task, right? So all of those things create steadfastness and that's the opposite of what our culture is trained to do not only are we trained to do many things at once and i think social media our phones make it so easy we have many tabs up at the same time so you know what's the wisdom in this how can we move forward in a way so if you're feeling like you're procrastinating if you're feeling like you're multitasking if you're feeling like you're not getting anything done or you're only getting things halfway done what do we do 
I'll give you this homework today. What is one small task that you can complete today? One small task. And you could say you have five baskets of laundry. I'm looking around me right now and I have laundry everywhere. You can choose one basket of laundry. I talk a lot about avoiding all or nothing mentality and that's it. It's not like we have to complete this whole big task. Break it up into small tasks and freaking finish one today. Finish one task and make it a task that is a little bit of a challenge that requires your whole mind to do and that is every task. Every task requires your whole mind to do if you want this result of steadfastness which is an energy that you cultivate you build the same thing is when we have a meditation practice for an extended period of time the energy builds and it's not like gradually gradually it is all it becomes this huge big thing right it builds and some days are easier some days are harder some days are a light show and some days are just stillness and some days our mind are distracting us but over time the energy of that meditation practice builds and over time steadfastness builds and so i love looking at that steadfastness is one pointed focus of the mind in action which is what? Mindfulness. So if you're doing that one task, putting away that one basket of laundry, writing one page of a book, writing uh, whatever it happens to be, one thing, but do it with your whole mind. Let it be a meditation in motion. Last thing I want to cover is just a little snippet of the power of the mind that I wanted to talk about. And in yoga, they are called siddhis, perfections, kind of like the yogi superpowers. And I really think that, you know, (laughs) sci-fi movies and books and everything like that, they are tapping into something that is a potential of the human mind. And if you haven't read Autobiography of a Yogi, and I know to tell a lot of people this, but I think it is a must read. I have it on audiobook, so I listen to it every now and then. But Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I want to say he was born in the 20s. He is no longer in a body, in his body. Um, But it talks a lot about his journey to through this practice of yoga and towards enlightenment and we have all of these examples in the chapters about different yogis with these superpowers the yogi who can levitate the yogi who can read minds the yogi who can bilocate and be two places at once And so I think, and there's so much more, there is so much more. And I just think that whether or not you believe that, I want you to entertain the possibility that our mind is much more powerful than we even know or can understand. 
entertain the possibility that, you know, we all have the potential for intuitive and psychic powers. And what is that? What is the most integrative way to move into that one pointed focus? Is time alone with ourselves? Is time spent with teachers? Is time spent where we are focusing and training the mind instead of creating more and more karmas, instead of creating more to digest? Filling up, filling up, filling up the mind. Instead, we digest it through silence, through stillness, through sleep. We can even digest, I believe, life's experiences through a healthy diet. And these are the pillars of practice. Another one is maintaining healthy boundaries with your sexual energy and and withholding that energy for yourself and sharing it consciously. Yogis obviously talk about it in terms of abstinence and completely withholding all energy, all sexual energies. However, I think it is nowadays just, and for householders, right? People who are living a life in the world to just be conscious of how you are sharing your sexual energies. Be conscious. And again, let it be something that is empowering instead of creating more of a sense of fullness for you, being too full with other energies that are not your own. So to end this episode, let's do a little cleansing breath. So take a full breath in, hold your breath in, and move your spine like your cat cowing. If you're seated, hold your breath in and like flex and arch the spine. And then come to neutral spine, let the breath out. Inhale all the way full. Hold it. Keep your spine still. Hold it in. Hold it in. Whenever you need to exhale, slowly let it out. Two more rounds of this. Inhale. Hold your breath in. Make it full. And then once you have your breath held in, move your spine from a seated position like a cat-cow arching and rounding the spine with your breath held in until you feel like you need to exhale, come to a neutral spine and then slowly let it out. One breath in, hold it. Now still spine, kind of like a neutralizing. Whenever you need to exhale, let it out slowly, completely. And then last round, breathe in. Hold it, start your movements back and forth with the spine. Whenever you need to, neutral spine, let it out. Final breath, hold it in at the top. When you need to, let it out. Put your focus at the 
Agnya Chakra Command Center, Forehead Center, Midbrain, between the temples. And energize this space with your focus. And you can even ask yourself, you can ask spirit, higher self, whatever. Please help to integrate, digest, and eliminate all sensory input that no longer serves me. Please help me integrate what I need to integrate, digest what I need to digest, and eliminate what no longer serves me. And take a few slow breaths. Really relax the muscles in your body, but let a gentle smile come to your face. One more breath. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. A little bit longer than normal. Have a great week. If you feel called to, I would appreciate you to rate and review this podcast. Go ahead and just click the five stars in Apple Podcasts. It's so easy and it is a way that you can help me grow this podcast to be more visible. Top 100. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you so much to my podcast editor, Kyle Piper, KP. You can get a hold of him to edit your own podcast or work on your website and his information is in the show notes. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a wonderful week.